Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. I got to tell you, we got a jam-packed show for you. We're talking lots of football. The Eagles, the last undefeated team left in the NFL. That's not the case anymore. Take their first loss of the season to the Washington Commanders. We'll get into it. We'll start the show off talking about that. It is a Texans Tuesday, uh, courtesy of our good friends at Bud Light. So we'll talk Texans coming up in the next segment. we got your flex at 345. Uh, we'll get into Texas football. Go behind the burnt orange curtain at the top of the 4 o'clock and the top of the 6 o'clock. We'll talk about uh, their loss to TCU. We're moving on, talking a little bit Texas-Kansas. And uh, unfortunately, there's uh, good news for Kansas, maybe bad news for the Longhorns when it comes to that matchup. We'll get into that coming up. Also, uh, more compelling fallout and drama with Tom Brady and Giselle. We'll get into that coming up, too. Uh, we also uh, got more NFL news, notes, and nuggets to discuss. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Although pimping ain't easy for him, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, we're getting closer and closer to that hump day, and that mm-hmm. means we're headed into the weekend, but we got to pace ourselves. It is only Tuesday, <laughs> so we got to keep it going. But let me tell you about my boy that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is. A fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babers. I appreciate the intro. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, the idillionaire, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know he's underpaid. And also, courtesy of him, we got Lou, the unofficial mascot Lou. of the show. What's going on, Patrick? How you doing, brother? Patrick uh, Davis, how you Lou. doing? Just living the dream. Another yeah. day in paradise. Uh, <laughs> you are working the game tomorrow, the big yes, game. Yes, I will be there tomorrow. Zach's. Yes. Man, that game's huge. We, I got I got folks in town. My wife, obviously, she's from uh, Idaho, so there's a ton of, like, this is Zach town. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they got we got friends in town that are in town for the game uh, that we're going out tonight to hang out. So uh, you'll see a lot of Zach's folks in town tonight, and uh, that's a big game, man. They've huge. been talking about it just so you know from their end. All right. Yeah, huge game for them. Well, I mean, because they dominated us last year. They did, but they look they they're looking forward to like oh like uh, you know kind of the mood the, the moody center thing, yeah. and they know they know for Texas it's gonna be a lot of hype around the game. I want I don't know how many Zags fans are coming, but like I said, I already know some personally that are gonna be in town. So yep. they they move they come in town for it, man. It's a big game for them as well. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and that building is gonna get. Very loud. You know, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the time where everyone like there's gonna be a lot of people that haven't been to a game yet that are gonna be like, holy crap, this is a completely <laughs> different environment than the Irwin Center. There's already yeah. been some complaints about how loud it is in like the the, the inter, I don't want to say the intermissions, but like the yeah, period, and the, dead the, balls and the stuff like balls, that. The music yeah, is like pretty that. loud, and I know at points they've turned it down a little, and then they it brought is- it back up. But that's when they say it's loud. Like, yeah, that's loud. The band is loud. The crowd is really loud. And it's a, they, because the acoustics of exactly. it are just a million times better. Exactly. And when you shut off the upper deck, there's not all this place for the sound to go. Wasted yep. space. And yep. you add in the student section on the court. On the court. Which is huge to give you that home court advantage. So no, it's it is. exactly what Chris Beard wants. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love it. It's been so loud. People have complained. Like, man, it's really loud. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, that's why that's, that's why they put the students front front. <laughs> yeah. Could you guys? 
just keep it down? I like to hear the shoes squeak. Uh, no, man, it is. Uh, it's gonna be. I'll tell you, it's gonna be an electric environment. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's gonna be great. Hard. You you said you're gonna. Yeah, we're all re- we're all in. And, it, and this is yeah. the thing. I'm doing it not only to support the basketball team, Uh-oh. but I'm doing it. So CDC could get off our back, Rob. Hey, man. CDC, don't be calling us don't out by not going to sporting exactly. events. Hey, you know what I mean? We're supporting the university. We are the definitely moon. there. That's yeah, right. But he wants us to – now, Patrick, he wasn't talking about Patrick because Patrick's been to multiple sporting right. events already at uh, the Mood. I have he not He called been. us bums. He called said, you bums. two bums. He did. He called me bums. <laughs> bums. And he called me babes. And babes. Hey, babes. Bums like, and babes. Bums and babes. What's going on here? But we uh, did see him on Bevo Boulevard, and you said, oh, who is that? Big Perm? Big Perm. <laughs> you know, say, you gonna call us bums? You call me babes? Call you we'll Big go, Perm? We gonna call him Big call Perm? Because he, he revealed on this show that at one time he thought about getting, you know, a, a perm. On, yep, you know what I mean? Right. Said he wanted to be like Doctor J. Doctor J. Wanted, wanted to be clean. Irvin. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So hey, yeah. man, we gonna call him Big Perm. <laughs> he gonna call us that. Uh, but no, man, CDC, lots of love. We appreciate that. Uh, okay, uh, you can be a part of the show. You're the most important part, actually, uh, the heartbeat of this thing. Please hit us up on the Specs text. 512-337-3776. Uh, tomorrow, we'll do a deep breakdown about Texas basketball and the Zags. Thank, thank uh, God we got my man Patrick here, who's actually had eyes on the team, uh, actually in cl- up close and personal. So we'll do a deep breakdown about that tomorrow. We're not getting into that now. Still reflecting on Texas' loss to TCU, so we'll do some more reflection. Top of the 4 o'clock, top of the 6 o'clock. Also, still lots of uh, sound from Steve Sarkeesian from his Monday press conference. Heard it here live right here on uh, 104.9 The Horn. And in the post game, so uh, courtesy of my man Patrick, we got a lot of sound. So we'll go through that sound. Didn't do that yesterday. That was kind of a, it was kind of an airing of grievances yesterday more than anything. All right. Therapeutic session uh, for Longhorn fans and for us as well. So we'll get into some more Sark sound and start looking ahead to Texas versus Kansas and maybe that good news, bad news there. All right. Let's talk about the NFL, gentlemen, because uh, Philadelphia. Big news, also a division rival of the Dallas Cowboys. You're a Dallas Cowboys, Harge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took their first loss of the season, 32-21 to the Washington Commanders. And usually what happens to Philly, we've talked about this, they, have a, they really do <laughs> um, have a very predictable pattern. Yep. And it has been this case all year long. They have a, a so-so first quarter, an okay first quarter. It's, it's good, but not great or anything. But they have had the they've been the best the best second quarter team of any team in NFL history actually up until this point. Mm-hmm. The truth be told, their second quarters have been so good. It's the best quarter they've been had the best quarter. Their second quarter is the best quarter of any team in NFL history, basically through the week nine of the NFL season. Uh, so they they've been blowing teams out courtesy of their second quarter scoring margin. That was not the case in this game, um, Hard's courtesy of some very strange uh, <laughs> strange happenings, all right, and occurrences, but also really good game plan by Washington as well. Uh, they end up outscoring Philadelphia in the second quarter um, by 13 points, I believe, yeah. and that changed the dynamic. First time that Philadelphia actually trailed that half. And that's the first time because they didn't have that magnificent second quarter they were accustomed to. And Washington, basically, once they were able to win basically the one quarter that Philadelphia had separated itself from the rest of the league, because we talked about it, they weren't a great second-half team. They were an average to below average, actually, second-half team. Mm-hmm. But their second quarter was so uh, monumental in terms and so prolific in terms of their scoring margin. Uh, they were able to blow teams out. Not the case versus Washington. And that's why they took their first loss of the season. Well, you know, 
I took a, another flyer on that second quarter I'm sorry. again. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. You know what the problem was? I'm sorry. I didn't get on it early enough in the year on the understanding about their second quarter. I got it a little bit later. You gave it to me. Yeah. You gave it to the people. Yeah. And I, I waited a little bit too long because you know as well as I do, all good things must come to an end. Amen, brother. And there's going to be adjustments that need to happen mm-hmm. throughout. And that is exactly what happened yesterday when you look at the Washington Commanders and what they were able to do. You and I have talked about this numerous times, and it's as old as time. Time of possession and turnovers are the biggest differential in a lot of games, when you, whether you win or lose. And you look at yesterday's performance. Think about this. They were still in the ball game up until the end, and the Washington Commanders controlled the ball for 40 minutes of an NFL football game. Actually, over. <laughs> That's what, yeah, actually yeah, over. 40 like minutes second, and 24. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you you sit and you look yeah, at it. And, yeah. and, and again, this goes back – I hate going back to what we were talking about yesterday about the Texas Longhorns, but when a defense has to play to that level for that long, they're going to end up giving up plays. They're yep. going to end up breaking. It yeah. gets, it's just so hard because they're not as fresh. You're right. And when you look at TCU, what, Texas. Take, that's exactly Same, it. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> it. There's going to be something just, that yeah, happens. just broke through. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, well, they got to be play. for that's so long. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired. You're human. <laughs> You're human. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> You're okay? human. Yeah. So it just, it just seems to happen that way. But think about this. They gave up. They had 21 third down possessions. Mm. And they converted twelve of them. Man, Twenty-one. Man. That's crazy. That is, cr- I've never seen that in a game before yeah. in my life. And then they had the one fourth down where they converted it. But the biggest thing is they ran the ball, ran, and they ran the ball, and they the round the ball. Yeah. And think about Brian Robinson and what he has become. This dude got shot, guys. He got shot. Mm. Many men. Wish, Wish death, death upon me. me. And that was cold when he came back. When he came back and he ran out that tunny, he came out to that. But you look at it, he had 26 carries for 86 yards, and people was like, well, that's not a good average. No, what that does is keep the defense on the field. And keep their offense keep more importantly off, off the field. Exactly. If we really can't defend them? Well, you know what? We don't have to. Exactly. We don't have to. <laughs> we just so. got to keep them off the field. And the texter here says, if I'm not mistaken, at one point in the second quarter, Washington had 18 minutes of possession. Yes. And Philadelphia had only five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I was like, Philadelphia actually was scoring points. Yes. When they had the ball. Yes. They had like two quick touchdowns early on. And, and that's like, when so, you're like, uh oh, here they go. They're about to come back. But, but to their credit, they stuck with the game plan. The game exactly. plan was to run the rock. Because think about it, Brian Robinson, he only averaged 3.3 3 yards that's per run. That's what I'm saying. He didn't, he, it wasn't like he wasn't like he was brusting them. Yeah. But they were like, <laughs> no, no, no. We got to keep their offense off the field. Exactly. And we got to control the clock. And you did. To, to your point about time of possession, Washington's 17 minutes and 38 time of possession margin ad, uh, advantage in the first half is their highest first half time of possession margin in franchise history. So Makes sense. Right? You so know they, what I'm saying? Dude, they were like, we're going to pound the rock. That's we're exactly what we're going to do. Stay with our game yeah. plan and on it, what we were thinking. And to your point, that it that led to drives of 12, 13, 14, 16 mm-hmm. plays, um, and that's why they have that, that's such a huge advantage in time of possession. So, yep. you know, people like people don't like it. Analytically, it's an old school stat. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. about scoring. <laughs> no, no, man. No, I'm trying to just, win the ball game. If you can just you can just keep the ball for yep. that long, <laughs> man. As you said at one point, like, like t- Texas TCU, I point out, te- Texas defense was 
amazing. It was a championship yep. game plan executed yep. at championship level. But you're human. Yeah. One of y'all, y'all 11 guys on that side of the ball, one of y'all going to make a mistake have on a one lapse. of these downs. You're going to have a lapse. And when you have a lapse, if, yep. we, if we can execute at the right time, we can maximize yep. uh, that little, that, that weakness uh, that you basically have because you're human. And that's what happened against Texas, right? Against TCU, 100%. I should say. Uh, you had the, bro- the, the busted coverage. Yep. Right? So the breakdown in coverage there with Quentin Johnson and his touchdown. And you had the Kendra Miller big run. Big, that's yep. all they got. That's it. That was it. Other than you that, Texas kept them on the wraps. They got them. But if you stay on the field for that long, you're bound yep. to make a mistake. Even Bill Walsh said, Bill Walsh said, no, no. Even Bill Walsh said from the offensive perspective, he said, no, I don't like t- double-digit drives. He right. said because the truth is those are rare. The, the, the percentages of the odds are essentially saying at one point one of my guys is going to screw up. Mm-hmm. If we get a 10, 13, 15 play drive, we're going to have a holding call. Guy's going to drop a pass. Guy's going to miss a block. Quarterback's going to be off. And then you're trying to get 11 guys on the same page for, you know, uh, 15 straight plays and be perfect for everybody? No. It's not hard. It's it's not going to work like that. Winning's hard. Offensively and defensively, if you're on the field that long, even Bill Walsh said it, offensively, if you're on the field that long, you're bound to screw it up. Yeah. You want to execute it really well <laughs> the time you're out there and get off the field. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> crazy when you look at it. <laughs> it's crazy when you look at it, then the numbers of the game, they still are they're comparable. And we talked about it before we left yesterday. We were walking out and we were talking to Ty Henderson and we were talking about Taylor Heineke. Yeah, he juice, baby. I mean, he brings it every single day. And I know that's Zay's dude. Zay loves Taylor Heineke because of what you just said. He brings juice. He brings brings energy. He he don't care how pretty it is. He don't do pretty. He goes out there and he just balls out. He's a dub and guy. The, and those guys love him. Because he gets dubbed. Yes, what they play hard for him. It's, it, it's pretty obvious they love him because they associate him with winning games. They're like, yep. man, when this guy's in there, they win. I know they. I don't give a damn how it looks. We win games when Taylor Heineke is in the start. And since that Taylor Heineke had five fantasy points. So since, exactly. <laughs> he had five Car- fantasy pretty, points. It ain't aesthetically pleasing. Carson <laughs> went since he went down. So it was uh, week seven for them. Taylor Heineke is now three and one. Yeah. Beat the, he beat the Packers. Beat the Colts. And now right? he's beat the. Uh, almost beat the, the Minnesota Vikings, by yes, the way. Yes. Lost 2017. Yep. All right, almost beat them, uh, but then end up beating Philadelphia. Dude, he's got juice, whatever it is. Sometimes it's hard he got to explain or quantify. He got the Kirk Cousins treatment yesterday on the flight back. <laughs> they iced him out. Chase, Chase Young was like, hey, we're going to ice him out. And Chase Young's coming back, by the way. Oh, yeah. Bad news for the Texans <laughs> who played the Washington Commanders. <laughs> you know what, though? Actually, take it back. Thank you, Texter. Good news. Yeah, good news. They're there taking you go. it anyway. That's so, right. good news. That's Texans right. are getting murdered by the <laughs> Washington Commanders uh, with Chase Young back. Uh, but getting back to the game, though, uh, you got to give Washington a ton of credit for that game plan. Oh, yeah. And Cowboys fans, you got to like this. You got to pay attention to the blueprint, first off. Because you're now your biggest division foe. You know they got the same weakness you do. Run game. They can't stop, they can't rush, stop defense. Exactly. Their rush, their rush defense. Their rush defense is bad. Um, how about this? So you go look at it. Philly has allowed now, because uh, in this game, they allowed you know a, a ton of rushing yardage. They allowed 124 to Arizona earlier this year, mm-hmm. 134 to Dallas. 144 to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. 
I remember as a Texans fan, nobody else does because y'all don't watch them. The Texans ate them up too via the run game. Oh, remember it was Monday, <laughs> oh, night yeah, football. It was Monday Night Football. 168 uh, yards the Texans got on because Damian Pierce is a good running back. And then Washington, 49 rushes. It's a lot of rushes yep, now yep. Um, for 152 yards. You can run the rock on them. And the best thing about running the rock is not necessarily you can run the rock on them. Is that you can keep that Philadelphia offense off the field. Yep. You don't have to. You have to worry about solving that equation. You don't. You keep just, them just off. Run the rock. Keep them off. Yeah, it's kind of the same principle with the Cowboys. If you run the rock against the Cowboys, you ain't got to worry about Micah Parsons. Yeah, that, what do you do? You ain't got to worry about Micah. He's a liability. Then. You mm-hmm. ain't got to worry about Trevon Diggs picking you off. I'm running the rock. Trevon Diggs a liability. You make him a run defender. Yeah. So it, it's a it, both <clears> of those teams have the same issue. No question. Yeah, and I, I I sit and watch this game last night because I watched the entire thing. You know, because you're filling out your scouting report for your mm-hmm. for your squad, and. They turned the ball over a bunch yesterday, and that goes back to your point. If you can make Philadelphia, and that's how you win and lose ball games by mm-hmm. turnovers and time of possessions. Yeah. So they had the ball for forty minutes, but they turned Philadelphia over four times. That's big. Three fumbles and and an interception. That's a huge night. It is. Huge. That is a huge night. Yeah. Now, what my biggest question will be because we we've all talked about leadership and what it looks like, and how people react to it. And I heard this during the broadcast last night. Jason Kelsey turned the team over to uh, Jalen Hurts. He said, you are now our leader. You're going to break us down. You're going to lead us in the locker room. You're going to control this. Uh-oh. What does he do now with this time as the first loss? Well, how does this team react? I'm not saying any, it, it didn't have anything to no, do with it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm like, talking yeah, about yeah. reflecting the yeah. leadership. And he said it after the game. He was like, we're just going to see what it does to build our character I up. I liked it. And I loved what he said. I loved the fact that he addressed it. And, you know, we hate losing. So we need to see what it looks like now on how we re- revert back. Last night, we got a chance to look at their sideline. The coach didn't look like he had composure last night. He wasn't in a familiar position. Very true. So he was uncomfortable with the fact that that second quarter where they've been they've had so much success, they ended up getting a donut in yeah. the second quarter, which I which was rare. Yep. Which was rare. No, it's a good point. <laughs> um and you know, one thing about Philadelphia's texture brings up a good point, Longhorn Bear. Uh Jordan Davis on IR, he's mm-hmm. been since late October been hurt. He's the interior defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. They drafted him. I mean, he's a freak of nature. Yes, he is. Uh, but he's been on IR and been dealing with an injury for the last couple of weeks for the last Stay few on weeks. IR when they play the Cowboys. Please. Jordan Davis, he's a difference maker. When Jordan Davis plays, they only allow four point three yards per rush. Um, 2.2 yards per yards after contact per rush uh, without Jordan Davis. That number uh, goes from 4.3 yards per rush to 6.1. Yeah. Um, the yeah, yards after contact per rush go from 2.2 to 2.8. So he's a difference maker. There's yeah. no question about it. Uh, just like the Cowboys with Jonathan Hankins, he's a difference maker with the Cowboys. Um, you need that rock of Gibraltar in the middle to help you be stout against the run. Uh, without Jordan Davis, yeah, they're susceptible to it. And I think for, honestly, for the Cowboys too, uh, very similar. They got issues uh, with that rush defense. I will say this, uh, Philly, though, they basically their second-half woes finally came back to home. Mm-hmm. Yep. They haven't been a sec- they haven't been a good second half team all year long. We've been talking about it, but they have such a spectacular second quarter that it doesn't really matter. But it came back to home. Not being a great whether it be the turnovers yep. Yep. or whether it be uh not having uh you know a a rhythm on offense. 
they're just not a great second half team. That's something else that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles need to work on. Yeah. So, it, but you know, first loss of the season, obviously for the Eagles, not a big deal. But for the Cowboys, this is good news. You need uh, and Cowboys are, but when the Cowboys play Washington again, which I think is the last game of the season, mm-hmm. big time. Uh, yeah, they'll you know they. Trust me, I, I think Tyler Taylor Heineke might be the quarterback. He should be. I mean, I know that because <laughs> but but here's the deal, and this is where we all have these conversations about the money and what makes it good and what makes it bad. This is a situation right here where this needs to if if I'm the Washington Commanders and I'm looking at how my team responds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That that's a simple a great point. That's a simple answer. I, yeah. I mean, put him back out there. He's earned it. He's done what he's needed to do. Carson Wentz. And the team, he's, he's getting Nick Foles again. No, this is a good <laughs> point. I mean, Carson Wentz started the first six games of the season. You went uh, two and four. Yeah. And Taylor Heineke has started the last four games, and now you're three and one. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, it's pretty, right, it, it seems it, pretty it, simple right, to me. It ain't me. pretty because right. Carson Wentz's stats are better than Taylor Heineke's stats. Yes. All day. All day. My man had five fantasy points as a quarterback. I think that's it. harsh because you don't get any fantasy points for uh, game-winning flops. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, there's no fantasy you points get, for that. You, you take some, you lose some on that It's, it's important, but there's no fantasy points. <laughs> no, but uh, I think you don't, but he understood the assignment. He, he understood he, the he assignment. He knew that quarterbacks are going to get the call, and, hey, I know this guy. He did. He led up to Graham did, yep. but he, he's yeah. like, hey, I know if I fall to the ground, I'll get the call. And then he celebrated. Yeah. He celebrated. That's the one, dude. If I was that ref, I'd pick up the flag and, and be like, no, you can't get up and run First around down, and celebrate like that. Ball game. He didn't even milk it. <laughs> like, dude, you gotta milk it. You gotta no. milk it. Like, get up and like limp at least. He got up and celebrated. No, he was like, uh, and it flexed he's on like, him. He's like, I got the, I got the reps and I got the, I got all yeah. And he flexed on it. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah you're right, Patrick. Yeah. He did. I don't, I don't know why he did that. He, he's like, I love you, got, it. you gotta milk it, man. Come on, man. No, man, let me have you all just, that. You don't just let him hit you. You let him hit you. You stay down on the ground. Let me have all that. You stay down there for like 30 seconds, and everybody goes, oh, love, it's okay. I was like, man, he we really got- did let him. He let him have it. But no, you got him immediately and celebrated. I was like, oh, oh he let man. you know off the rip. He, he was did. believing in it. You're right. I love it. It's yeah. a good play. Like, man, if if you're a Philly fan, that and then the fumble where the guy like oh, poked him in the eye, yeah. <laughs> poked him in the eye, face back. You're like, man, there was two calls where you're like, man. How yeah, you just don't, you don't deserve it, man. I don't know how they missed that one though. You yeah. don't deserve it. And then it. once it happens, you can't because they see it on review because they have to review at the oh, turnover. Yeah. Yeah. So they the refs see it and go, oh, who, dude, how'd you miss that? And you know they point fingers like, bro, you are right there. What were you looking at? How'd you miss it? It's like, man, I don't know, man. That was just chicken in the stands. You should have saw her cleavage, saw her. man. It was she was amazing. looking at me. She kept saying hi to me. It's like, what were you looking, looking at? at how'd you miss that face, man? Because it was it was egregious. It, it was, was a great. Yes. He put it right. He put it like his whole hand was inside and the face mask. And pulled his head, head, whole head down. Right down. It's like, how'd you miss it, Riff? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you couldn't, because it's not reviewable. So yeah, exactly. You have to give them the but turnover. But they did review the turnover. Because you, well, you yeah. have to. But it's then, like, oh, we might have missed this one, guys. And it's like, you got to give it to them. Yeah. It's, it's like you, that commercial where they go in there and they're eating at the restaurant. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys, we might have missed this one. <laughs> what insurance company has the uh, the review now? You know, like the commercial. Progressive. 
progressive. Is it progressive? Yeah. yeah. Those are fantastic. It's progressive. They're yeah. like, you're like arguing with your woman yeah. or, your, or your kids. It's like, let's go to the review. Let's go it's to the review. Good. All right, let's go to the review. Actually, and, this is exactly what you said. <laughs> it is so true. <laughs> Every couple's been there. It's like, Dad, I wish I could go to the review on this Because I know that's what you said. You yep. said you ain't say that, but I know it's what you said. I know man, that's like, what you said. Man, it's like, go back to the review. I know how to win this argument if we go yep. back to the review. Uh, I love those commercials, man. By the way, random sidebar. Can we agree insurance commercials are the best commercials now by far? Nobody's touching insurance commercials. Like the ones you're becoming your parents? Yeah. Those are fantastic. Oh, that is outstanding. Those are outstanding. <laughs> nobody, the- nobody cares that you <laughs> talk to them about this. Right. They're all great. Yeah. What did I do wrong? Uh, did, you didn't give your number three times. <laughs> no, it, it shows up on the phone. <laughs> hey, Those are nothing, awesome. Nothing a text wouldn't help you with. Exactly. Uh, what's the other guy? Is he uh, Mayhem? He's oh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, right. No, no. Insurance commercials randomly have become the best commercials on TV. Now, nobody watches commercials anymore. Yeah. Well, um, but they're we, the best we commercials. do because we watch a lot of sports. Exactly. Yeah. Because you got to watch live TV. Yeah, that's if, right. you, if, you, if, you, if you watch basically politics and sports, you have to watch live TV. Yep. That's why they love the debates for the like the presidential debates and stuff like that. Oh, because a lot you got to watch a lot. Yeah, yeah, but that's a weird one for an advertiser because you never know what you're coming right after. That's true. The you guy could just be like saying the most offensive, crazy thing, and then right after it's like head on over to Chili's. I know, exactly. <laughs> that's why nobody cares. Football's the same way. Like it brings together both sides, and both sides are, can be the same fandom or not. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So you're right. It is weird because we don't we never come together anymore for anything. Nothing as a country like nope. both sides usually you know one side or the other we're pretty polarized but sports brings us together like that you yep. know what i mean where everybody's on the same side and it's all good. i love it yeah anyway uh, insurance commercials good for y'all, man. y'all <laughs> yeah. are killing it right now y'all keep up the good work all right we got texan suzay coming up on the other side we'll talk texans i know i know but basically i'll do most of the talking because uh my man patrick doesn't want to talk about his ex-girlfriend he's uh don't want to get into that uh even though his actually yeah, I want to say the Texans aren't doing that much worse than your current. Oh, no, no. They are one and two in the <laughs> battle for number one overall pick. I was going to say, oh, I love how yeah, Patrick ends up in the same place that he was in. Maybe it's you. I it thought- is me. It's me. <laughs> you should have went with the Lions. It would have been more believable. Yeah. Maybe Patrick's the problem here. It's all me. <laughs> it's all me. All right, we'll come back. We got Texans Tuesday on the other side. We'll get into some other NFL news notes and nuggets right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Georgia, the whole right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here, right on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Oh, Patrick, you've all done yourself, brother. Man. Oh, Ray Charles. Love it. So this is one of the oldest songs we've ever done on there. This is a, I mean, this like I said, we talked about the conversation, I think, a couple of weeks ago about a perfect song. Yeah. Georgia might be a perfect song. Yeah, it might it's, be. It's in that conversation. Yeah. That's a perfect song. I don't I don't know if there's anything you could have done to make the song better at all. It's a perfect song. No. 62 uh, years Texas. old. And it's still bangs. It was number one hit in 1960. Still a banger. It, yeah. like, if you hear it today, you're like, oh, I want to hear That's that song. That's great. When you can think, it's like, oh, this song was 60 years ago. And you listen to it, and you're like, oh, no, it could have been written today. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's fantastic. Actually, recently was watching Ray, Jamie Foxx. We don't give it enough props. 
I think he won the Academy Award for it, so I guess he gets enough props. He gets enough props. We'll say like we don't talk about it enough. It was an it was a transcendent performance. I'll take it even one better. It was a transcendent performance. It really was. Like it, I, I, even when I think of Ray Charles now, randomly I'll see Jamie Foxx little shots playing Ray Charles to the real Ray Charles. Sorry, when, go ahead. when I saw him, I watched him in the uh, in a comedy show here at the Frank Irwin Center. Oh yeah. He changed middle of the thing and came out as Ray and went full character. Went full character in the middle of During his show. During the comedy show? During the wow. comedy show. Yeah. Came out, and he just happened to be where yeah. we were sitting. He came out. They yeah. had the, the piano playing. Dude's a freak. It was amazing. Dude's a freak. I just couldn't even believe that I was like, wait a minute. He just switched that fast and came out full character. And just started singing. And doing singing songs. did right. Yeah. Did right. He's, uh, he's, he's extreme, talented, Yeah, man. he's really talented. I always said that, you know, it's about range. Uh, I, I have appreciation for actors who have extreme, like a lot of range. Michael Bishop's first cousin. Don't forget that. <laughs> don't forget that. It's a 2 claiming Jamie Foxx. No, we're not it. changing that. He's, he's from Turl. He's uh, from Turl, But Texas. yeah, man, he's got a lot of range as an actor, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, for sure. Yeah, if you can go from that to uh, Wanda. Exactly. That's what we want. Thank you. Exactly, right? It's like, that's, we got range. That's why I love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks played in Bosom Buddies. Yes. This originally, like cross dressing, yeah. right? It was like a sitcom, basically, where him and his uh, friend were cross dressing and everything. Like, and now he plays roles. He that did a are, movie where his, uh, he's done movies where his basically his co star was a uh, dog. He did one where it was a volleyball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's difficult. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's range, man. And he became a kid. Don't forget, in big. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I actually forget about yeah. that. I forgot all about yeah. Big. I shouldn't because I love Big. Some questionable things when you look back on it. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, oh, yeah. that 30-something-year-old woman is making out with a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? We all Kinda accepted it. creepy. We all accepted it back then. Kind of yeah. creepy. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> you definitely couldn't make that movie today. All right. Uh, well, let's make some changes to it. Let's talk about the Texans. Texans Tuesday brought to you by good friends over at uh, Bud Light. And the Texans, of course, lost to the New York Giants 24-16. to uh, Davis Mills actually, guys, showed once again he's got a lot of upside. I don't. I'm not saying he's going to be the future franchise quarterback of the Texans. Not going to happen. 22 of 37 though, 319 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, did show the ability, you know, to make some plays. Um, and even in those predictable passing situations where you need your quarterback in an NFL situation to make the throw. Um, he was able to make some of those throws, but this offense now, the identity of the Texas offense is built around Damian Pierce, and he is he is amazing. Um, yep. Fifth in rushing yards now in the NFL, only behind Saquon Barkley, who, by the way, against the Texans, had 152 rushing yards <laughs> on 35 rushes. Uh, but Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. This young man is special. I think yeah, people suddenly realize that. Well, remember we were talking about him last week about how many busted tackles he's already had oh, course, yeah. this year. He's he's unbelievable. He's been strong, but now he's got some help. They're bringing in some help. Eno Benjamin, who just got let go by the the Cardinals just the other day, is okay. now going to the Houston Texans and be a backup. He's he was he did great when he was the starter when James Conner was out. So now he has some backup because you know as well as I do, Rob, the NFL is a one-two back uh, yeah, running yeah, back. Yeah, it's league. a running back. Yeah, because like if you look at that game too, uh, he only had 17 carries. David Pierce did. Yeah. So if you say, well, now we can add another back that we can actually give him 10 carries yep. and we can carry the ball closer to 30 times a game as opposed mm-hmm. to 20. Yep. That kind of makes it a little bit easier on Davis Mills as well. You control the clock again, like we've talked about a bunch of times. 
So all of that helps out if you're able to at least get a few more carries and not just destroy Damian Pierce as a rookie, making him carry the ball 30 times a game as a rookie. That's a good point because he's going to hit the rookie wall. Yep. Which, oh, uh, yep. Everybody does. Him, which everybody does. Everybody does. And he's so damn physical, going back to your point, Harsh. Yep. He's got 53 force missed tackles. Yep. He's not afraid of contact. He's not the kind of back that's elusive. He's not Tony Pollard. He's not no. avoiding contact and running no, running away from him. No. He's running through He's people. running through contact, yep. and I totally agree with you, Patrick. I think the, the, the Texans know now, hey, man, let's just play ball control. This, yep. is a, this is a weird NFL year. Scoring is down. Defenses are playing well. Uh, the Texans have been in every damn game, basically, in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter of these games. If you can play a little bit better ball control offense and make Davis Mills' job easier, your defense is not terrible. You can still you yep. get after the passer really well. Maybe you can win some of these games down the stretch. That's not what the front office is thinking. No. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you can, you can keep those games that you can make those one-possession games that even, you're always in, yeah. which is at least gives you, if your fans are there or whatever else, they can have something to watch and root for as opposed to, we're down 20 points yeah, because no, we mean, just kept turning it over. We kept getting three and outs. And I assume they're going to use Eno Benjamin because the reports are that the whole reason the Cardinals cut him was that when James Conner came back, they basically gave him like two snaps. And mm. he went and got in a fight with the assistant coach where he was mags. He's like, look, I did good. And uh, y'all, it doesn't time. even matter. Y'all won't even put me in the Like, I can't do anything now. And I guess they were like, oh, well, we, no, you can't. You're gone. So you yeah. would assume that another team wouldn't pick him up to not use him because no, then he'll be disgruntled again. I think your theory is right. Your hypothesis is they want to play ball control. Yeah, they just yeah. Just say, if we could dominate the ball for thirty plus minutes a game, then yep. we're, that's a win. And for we us. saw when they like their plan before the year, they had three or four running backs on this roster, mm-hmm. and then they were just all older guys other than Damian Pierce. So they kind of all fell out because none of them could handle it. But if you get another young guy in there, he yep. can easily carry the ball 10 to 15 times a game. Yeah, and like you said, he's hungry. He's yeah. actually the play where um, he's getting into it with coaches about how hungry he is. You know, I like that. And I like this texture, too, says Davis Mills would be a solid backup for the Texans in the future. And you're right. Cause I think he's earned the stripes to stay within the team. I think, he, it, yeah. I think he's definitely done that for them. I mean, think about it. When you're, getting a, you're put in this position, that's a no-win situation for you. You do good. Everybody's excited, but they're mad at you because we're trying to secure a pick because we want to go get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever the quarterback, the hot quarterback that might be out there at the very beginning. But he's done everything, and he's gotten better because you cannot replace those reps. I told you yesterday, Chase Daniels has been in the big and big leagues. He's been in the NFL (laughs) for 13 (laughs) years and has only thrown for 1,600 yards. The dude has been a career backup, but every time he goes in, he makes plays, he doesn't hurt you, and then he turns it right back over to the starting quarterback. Davis Mill does understand what his role is going to be with this team, and I think he's earned that right to be with this team. To your point, uh, Texture says, uh, can we give Cole McCoy a shout-out, please? Another we gave, one. We gave him a shout-out shout out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, about, uh, but to your point about the reps, right? Yep. Um, and Cole McCoy comes in, he's money. He's had those reps in the league as a starter at one point. As early a starter, in, in franchise quarterback. Uh, but even coming in as a valuable backup in the league, and, and basically what the Texture's talking about with, da- with uh, Davis Mills, I agree with that. Yep. I think Davis Mills now, he's a veteran in the league by the time you bring in a cj stroud or bryce young man, it, listen the backup quarterback position can be a lot of different things it can be a developmental quarterback it can be your insurance policy and i always said quarter it, it, it's crazy everything that's valuable in our life uh, our, our our health our car our house our life <laughs> we right. have we, we have insurance on it exactly um the quarterback position the backup 
quarterback position should be their insurance policy on your starting quarterback position. Yet not a lot of teams really want to prioritize well, and Especially it. when you're talking about the top guys being a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud who are going to run the ball, and that's kind of the new big thing yeah, in, in no football doubt. is the running quarterback, yeah. which you're like, was great. And it's in, uh, you win more games, but it's really risky. And that guy could be out a game or yeah. out two games. And if you have somebody who can come in and you know keep you competitive without the drop off, where there's drop well, off. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. And if you're going to try and go get one of those guys that is going to be a mobile quarterback, totally yeah. agree. And if he's a veteran, you get that that mentorship, right? That yeah. tutelage, especially if a guy like David Jones doesn't have the ego, like oh, I'm going to be starting. Like, no, you're a Colt McCoy in this world. Like, no, yeah. no, no, bro, I'm here to help you. Right now, when the team needs me, I'm gonna go out there and bowl out. That's what I do. That's but I'm here I mean. to help yep. you. That's exactly All right? right. And ain't no ego in this thing. You know, you're my teammate, and we're not competing for the job. You're the franchise quarterback. I am the insurance plan behind you. And I think you could have that relationship too with yep. a, with a Davis Mills. So it's a good point for the texter. Maybe you don't think about trading him for draft capital. Maybe you think about building the culture at the quarterback position. Because you like what Davis Mills has offered. What have I been saying the entire time? You need to have a substantial quarterback yeah. as a backup. Yeah, you if have. You, if, yeah. You, if you are trying to do That's something true. moving forward. Um, obviously, the Texans this year, they're not. But now you look at what's, what's here now for the next year and the year after that. Because look at their defense. Their defense is a tough defense. They're going to get they better. Yeah. They've got a bunch of rookies that are playing right now that are getting better. James Peters getting better. Derek yep. Stingley's exactly. getting better. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's becoming a lockdown if you go and mm-hmm. look at some of his numbers. Uh, Stingley. So that defense is going to be good. And then you get some offensive pieces around. Especially now looking at what Damian Pierce has become. That offensive line is getting better. Yeah, you're gonna have a you, you're gonna have something to play with there in Houston coming up in the next couple seasons. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, as, as a Texans fan, I can tell you. I know Patrick is an ex Texans fan, but I, he's peeking. He's uh, peeking. Uh, he's peeking uh, at his ex's social I th- media. I, I think if the Texans have a really good draft and they draft the franchise quarterback, that they don't do likes. anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> don't do anything stupid. Okay, let me ask you guys this: Since we're talking about the Texans real quick before we go to break here and get to your flex. Um, they they right now they have the number one overall pick. Yep. I think they have another pick that's somewhere and maybe close to the top ten are right there, uh, in there. So they got two first round picks. If you could choose between a franchise quarterback, I guess the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, maybe Will Anderson. I guess yep. another name known out there. Uh, I think which you one? go after quarterback. I think you okay. need a quarterback. So take Will first. Anderson out of it. Take Will. So Anderson Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? Will Levis is Will Levis in this conversation? I don't know if he is. Well, he, I think Will Levis is Davis Mills. Oh, nice. You yeah, know yeah, when you talk about the, the what teams are doing really well with mobile quarterbacks right now, I think you just go, no, this is this is the cheat code to get, you know, an easier start for a younger quarterback that it just makes more sense. And I, I'd take C.J. Stroud right now just because he's a little bit bigger and a little bit more durable, and you just kind of worry with Bryce Young. You're like, man, it's, you know, you get that Kyler Murray thing where it's like, maybe you could be really good and you're a better thrower than Kyler is and but all that. But also, game season and, but yeah, but Kyler yeah. has never been able to be healthy for an entire season. I it's, know. I, I, you make a good point. I love Bryce Young. Oh, he's so good. I love his Superman cape. Yeah. He'll put his Superman cape on and he'll, he'll figure out how to make a play. And yeah. he's able to create space and create, he actually creates more time too with his ability to because he he's mobile 
Um, he has functional mobility, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a running quarterback. He no, does. Yeah, he was. No. He, pref- he prefers to like throw it. He prefers to just uh, you know create time and able to improvise um, and almost scramble to throw rather than scramble to run. Yeah. But you're right though. He is slight. He's slight. But I I think I'd take Bryce Young right now over CJ Stroud. I know people think that's wow, but man, he makes a ton of plays. I mean, hey man, if you want to look he at the is. Tua thing, yeah. You know, if you put him in the right offense, two yep. is shorter, two is not, doesn't yeah. have all that size. Yeah. But he clearly is winning ball games right now. Yeah. But you're right. CJ Shroud is probably more the prototype. He's yep. got the NFL, you know, measurables. And I love this from our texter right here. Don't forget about John Mechie. He's still yeah. right there. Hopefully, too. hopefully he'll be able to get hopefully healthy. He'll be, yep. I yeah. agree. No, he'll he'll come back next year and be a good player for him. I, he's probably going to start this year before the yeah, know, diagnosis, no unfortunate doubt. diagnosis for no him. Uh, okay, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. Uh, good news coming up, and we'll tell you about that coming up as well right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104. Welcome back to Baltimore Live right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard's charts on this day in history. Uh, and it is time for our flex segment. FLXATX.com, FLXATX in the uh <laughs> on all your social media platforms. Okay, real quick though, before we do that, I heard this new promo. Yeah. By Chad. Have they named that damn show yet? No. Just Chad and Zay. That's what did you hear? Is that the name of the show? Chad yeah. and Zay. Is that official? Or are they just are they making it official? Are they like basically me and my wife before we got married? Or are they just living in sin? <laughs> are we gonna name this thing? Oh we like what is happening here with this show? Seriously, are we gonna name this show or not? Right? Like what I don't get what's going on here. Okay, anyway, but they call Zay called you out. On this promo. Zay called me out, and he told me when he originally did this. Okay, at least he gave you a he heads up. He gave me a heads up that he was okay. like, hey, you may need to explain. I called you a racist dog owner. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> All right, so first I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I go, we I go man, down. the story is, Lou, I was at my house, and uh, my roommate walks outside and sees a dog come up. He's emaciated. He weighs like 20 less pounds than he weighs now. He's so dirty <laughs> that if you pet him, you had to wash your hands. We take him in because it's cold outside. So we bring him in, and then I take him to the vet the next day to see if he has a microchip because he's got no tags. Yeah, and they go. do. They go, well, he doesn't, have a, he doesn't have any microchip, and he's full-grown, and he's got pit in him. So if you take him to the pound, they'll put him down. Yeah, because the And pits, I was like, and he's already the nicest adopted. dog in yeah. the world. So I'm like, well, I'm not, like, I guess I have a dog now. <laughs> That's it. That's how I got Lou. He's like, I'm not that. Hey, that was like six take, years ago. So you're that's gonna, you're not gonna take a dog somewhere where you know they're gonna kill him. Yeah, like, I got one that says super that. nice dog. That's just like, hi, love you. <laughs> so you've had you've had Lou for six years. Yeah, now. I believe so. And yeah. Lou's white, by the way. <laughs> Lou's a white, Lou's dog. A white dog. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's the he's, racist. And he's comment. <laughs> he's really sweet. And yeah, unofficial mascot, by the way, of all. Don't lie. Right, which has a little color on it, just a little bit, just in case you ain't been paying attention. So I took, yeah, I took a little offense to the racist dog. Thing. We love Lou, and that's how Lou came to be a member of Patrick's family. Exactly. He didn't chew. You didn't go to the to no. the, the, the pound or the shelter and go, hey, I want that dog. He came to you. He, he's acting like I, I got the dog that's the nicest dog at the pound. All right, I went down and was like, give me the give me the whitest puppy you have. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, I need the whitest puppy you have. 
<laughs> oh. I got a dog from the street. I would like to only see the whites, please. That's why we ain't going to power. Oh, I'm Shelby sorry. There's Excuse brown me, spots on this dog, sir. Take him back. Take it back. What an awesome bench line. I would yeah. like to see the whites. All the whites you have, please. No, 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 no. Oh, we got some great dogs no, over no, here. Yeah, no, 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 no. Wait only a minute. The whites. No, Why are they no. separated? <laughs> Let me tell you something else. If I picked, I would never have a white dog because I wear black clothes like almost exclusively. Yeah, and they are always covered in that white. That is true. <laughs> You're right. That is You're right. True. You're right about this. is a great point. That's so, a great point. Well, it's not, yep. a, not a choice where oh, like, man. years later you're just like, yeah, there's just white hair on everything I own now. <laughs> nope. I will say that uh, they at the conversation, I believe, because I think I heard heard that day, uh, I think there's a text that says, it's midday with Chad and Zay. They didn't make it official. Yeah, we haven't heard. We, we didn't get a we didn't get into yeah. midday with Chad and Zay. Like, we didn't get a company announcement. No, it's no company stating. email. That's yeah. no. That's, do they have like an opener or something like that? No, no, nope, nope. midday with Chad and Zay. I'm anyway, with you. My point is, they were talking about uh, black animals. Like black pets are the least adopted, which is actually a fact. Uh, the no. black pets are the least adopted pets, so that's what they were talking about. Lou being yeah. white. There's also that's a story that. that some. There's always a story like once a year where a guy takes his dog back because he thinks it's gay. You're like, come on, dude. There yeah, he humped another. He humped another male dog. You're like, well, yeah, he's a dog. I was like, <laughs> I do. They dogs. They are Who cares? Who cares? It's just hilarious. Who cares? Who cares? I think, my, so, I think some think, people are just idiots. <laughs> me, no, we, me and my wife joked that one of our dogs is gay. Yeah. And she, she's lesbian. It's fine. What do you mean? It's good. We're proud of her. All right, be your best self. It's all good, man. Uh Actually, I will admit, you uh, you remember A.J. Hoffman, right? Yeah. A.J. Hoffman, uh, he admitted, and I, I experienced it, he had a racist dog. It was a dog that was, he told me before. Oh, oh no, I was afraid when I got Lou. There's a point where it barks, and you're just like, Oh, you better bark at white people too, man. <laughs> bark at white people too. No, I swear, I'm not joking. He told me before I went to his house, he said, dude, I have a racist dog. I thought he was joking. I thought it was a bit on radio. I went to his house, he had he had a, it was a fight party. He had a, it was, it just, I was the only black person there. Dog growled at me and several times. Who was this? AJ Hoffman. I'm one of my <laughs> co hosts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the dog growled at me. He said, man, I apologize. It, the dog's racist. Like, we can't do anything about it. Like, he, he said, no, we have numerous examples of it. And the dog growled at me several times. I went over to try to pet the dog. Dog growled at me again, went to the room. Like, they had to take the dog into the room. He was obsessed with me and fixated. Yeah. He was a racist. No, see, that's the, thing. the, Lou Clayton, the Clayton Bixby of dog pets. <laughs> Lou, Lou, <ain't laughs> that, Lou walks into the office to protect Harge every day. He leaves yeah. my office to go hang out with yeah, Harge every day when he gets in. So no, so yeah. Lou's not just saying like a racist. Racist dogs do exist. They, they do. I didn't believe it either. They was like, no, we we love the dog. We love him. <laughs> it's like having a racist grandmother. Like, right? She's she's my grandmother. She's, I can't do anything about how racist my grandmother is. Like, she's from a different <laughs> era. Right. Where racism was cool back then, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, Flex ATX. <laughs> uh, go to LXATX.com. Uh, all right, Austin area, UIO, 6-8 playoffs. Uh, you got Lake Trash person uh, versus Steele, uh, Westlake versus New Braunfels, Vandergate versus Judson, Dripping Spring versus uh, Brandeis, uh, Georgetown versus Magnolia West, uh, LBJ versus Port Neches Groves. You have uh, Rouse versus Lake Creek, Belton versus Brenham, uh, Liberty Hill versus uh, Mercedes, uh, and I apologize for the parents out there.
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to have that. We didn't mean to make that we, transition. Hey, we, we had to make it a conversation. We, uh, we had a lot going on. We had to put exactly. that yeah. promo in. I cannot allow Patrick to not be able to, you know, state his case. I love this right here. My dog there. only hates UPS drivers. Exactly. So no, That's because they're wearing brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey. He's a FedEx guy. <laughs> no, no, seriously. That's why they call uh, Chocolate Labs Chocolate Labs. If they called them Brown Labs, they would not. It wouldn't be, be as They attractive. wouldn't be as popular. It wouldn't be as attractive. No, they're chocolate. That's, That's right. why people are like, oh, no, they're better. So basically, I don't know. My cho- women who love black men, they just call them chocolate. I don't know. Or some of that chocolate. Or mocha. All right. Well, or mocha. <laughs> mocha. Wait, wait. Before we go, I want to give a special <laughs> shout out to my man, Chris Clack, his daughter, Signed today with TCU. They had the official signing oh, this morning. Nice. So Lifetime Longhorn, Chris Clack, his daughter, is a TCU Horn Frog. Oh, man. <laughs> How ironic. I know. I thought you were... That was the deciding factor. Hold Sorry, up. guys. That was, <laughs> that's what y'all made it. That is actually not good news. Exactly. They just went to Texas. <laughs> And now and she's going to hoop. They get one of the legacies? And then they got a legacy. Oh, come on, Harsh. Yeah. You going to end it on that? Hey, man, can we go to break? I'd rather end it, <laughs> rather end it on racist dogs. <laughs> All right, we'll come right back. This is Bondo. I want to put